0: Listeners supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold. Hi, Pastor Worth.
1: Hi, Gary. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well. Is there anything going on with your congregation that you'd like to share? Any, any special events coming up or anything like that?
1: Mainly it's a, a gearing up for the busy fall schedule with increased in activities once again when people start coming back from summer vacation. So here in the month, of August, people are uh, kind of winding up their summer vacation, getting ready for school to start, and so uh, it's usual divine service at 9 o'clock and Bible class at 10.30 every Sunday morning, and we've got midweek Bible classes as well on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, mornings and evenings, and so we invite our listeners, if they're in the Arnold area, to join us for Bible class or divine service or both, and uh, other activities will soon be gearing up as we get past Labor Day.
0: Okay. Great. Thanks for that information. Now, our topic today is Hebrews 11, 1-3-3, faith and reason, the Bible, and apologetics,
1: right? For our listeners who attend Missouri Synod Lutheran churches, and uh, if their churches are using the three-year lectionary, so we're in the series three of the three-year lectionary. And the epistle lesson this past Sunday was Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 16. The first three verses of Hebrews 11 say this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that it was seen, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Uh, So that's an important Bible verse that we can refer to very often when we're talking about creation and the doctrine of creation versus the attacks on the doctrine of creation by those who believe in the theory of evolution. So the doctrine of creation, the teaching of the Bible about the creation of the world, is an article of faith. It's not something that can completely be proven. I mean, we were not there. God was the only one there to see what he did when in the beginning he said, let there be light and there was light. So we have God's own eyewitness account of what he did when he created the universe when we read Genesis. Uh, Genesis chapters 1 and 2 give us God's own account of the creation of the world. So when we believe that as Christians, we're believing something we have not seen Seen in terms of the event of creation, we certainly see the result of creation when we look at the world around us. And when we use our senses and our uh, ability to think, our reason, uh, we can figure out some things about God, even if a person didn't have the Bible and was not already a believer in Jesus. That's what Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, when he says that what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So nobody on the last day will be able to say they didn't know there was a God. I mean, God has made himself evident in the world he created. But ultimately, to believe and have saving faith, to know the true God, And have saving faith in Jesus is not the result of our reason, not the part of our ability to think. You know, faith is ultimately a miracle that the Holy Spirit works through the gospel, through the word. So from the time of Adam and Eve until the end of the world, people are brought to saving faith in Jesus through the preaching of God's word. God's word that tells us about our creation. God's word tells us about the fall into sin. God's Word calls sinners to repent of their sin and to trust in Jesus, Whom God promised and in the fullness of time sent to be our Savior who died on the cross and rose again for our salvation. You know, and there too, there are things that you and I have not seen. Think about uh, the crucifixion and resurrection accounts in the Bible. You and I were not there at the crucifixion. You and I were not there when Jesus rose from the dead and showed himself to his disciples. But think about what is written in John chapter 20 where the risen Christ shows himself to the one we call Doubting Thomas, because he had not been there on the first appearance of Jesus on uh, Easter evening. And so when Jesus shows himself to Thomas and uh, says, you know, put your finger here where the nail marks were, see my, see my hands, see my side, stop doubting and believe, Thomas answers, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so you and I are among those who have not seen Jesus with our physical eyes, and yet we believe in Jesus as our crucified and risen Savior, because through the testimony of those who were eyewitnesses, the Holy Spirit has worked in our hearts repentance and faith in Jesus. Uh, We have other uh, words in Scripture that are of the same nature. Um, for example, again, back to the matter of creation. Earlier in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter three, you know, we read, "For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God." So one could rationally argue to somebody that if you can look around you and see the uh, design and complexity of creation everywhere you look, especially in living things, one could figure out there must be a God, because just as if you found a house or the remains of a house or a castle or something from the past you would figure out that somebody smart had to figure out how to build that how much more is that true when you look at the creation and when you look at living things you have to figure out that there must be someone supremely wise supremely powerful to have created uh the universe and especially all living things and again back to the gospel you know peter in his first epistle writes to people and says, regarding Jesus, though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So again, faith comes by the Word, and when we by the power of the Holy Spirit are brought to repentance, so we're sorry for our sins and we believe in Jesus as our crucified and risen Savior who forgives us our sins, then the more we study God's Word, the more we're convinced that the Bible is the truth and that everything it says from uh, the account of creation in Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible, that that is God's truth. One of our famous Missouri Synod Lutheran theologians, Franz Pieper, uh, wrote about this in... uh, books that are Christian dogmatics. It's a three-volume textbook on basic Christian doctrine that Missouri Synod Lutheran pastors have used as a text for many, many years. And here's what he writes about this: A word on the rational proofs for the Christian religion as employed in apologetics. The Christian apologist isn't in a position to show any rational man, particularly if he have a well-trained mind, that after all, it would appear more reasonable to accept the claims of Christianity as true than to reject them as false. But he must ever keep in mind that his real business is not to demonstrate the truth of the Christian religion to the unbeliever, but to uncover the insincerity of unbelief. For all who reject Christianity do so, consciously or unconsciously, because of their evil will, and not because of their pretended intellectual honesty." So Christ declares men love darkness rather than light. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deed should be reproved. There are no scientific reasons or rational proofs against the truths of Christianity. And he has more to write on that subject, but it comes back to this, that Christian apologetics is a worthwhile endeavor, not because you can argue somebody into the faith. You can't do that. Even if you can show them that the Bible must be true, only the Holy Spirit working through the gospel can bring people to believe that Jesus died for their sins that he is their Savior, to have that personal faith in Jesus that one would trust in Jesus for salvation. But one can... show that the arguments against Christianity do not hold water. And one can also get somebody who wasn't willing to read the Bible to drop his defenses and be willing to at least take a look at the Bible so that the Holy Spirit through the Bible, through the Word, would bring him to faith. So ultimately, it's only the Holy Spirit through the Gospel that brings people to faith.
0: Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment?
1: I would be happy to do so. I'm using a hymn, hymn number 585 in Lutheran Service Book. I'll read three stanzas of that hymn as a prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, with us abide, for round us falls the eventide. O let your word, that saving light, shine forth undimmed into the night. Restrain, O Lord, the human pride that seeks to thrust your word aside, or with some man-made thoughts or things would dim the words your spirit sings. Stay with us, Lord, and keep us true. Preserve our faith our whole life through. Your word alone, our heart's defense, the church's glorious confidence. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for being on the program today, Pastor. We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news.